Welcome to Coffee is Got Me podcast, where me means you, or more precisely, us. This is the show where your host, Valerian, without using any interrogation techniques, convinces coffee professionals to reveal their secrets to teach and inspire you to make better coffee and earn a few bucks on the side, if that's what you fancy. Let the show begin. Hello, coffee friends. Welcome to Coffee Is Dot Me podcast. I'm your host, Valerian Rada. Before we go ahead, I just want to stop for a moment with a small thought. This one is the 25th official episode. When I started in the last summer, I never thought we will get here. I realize I have a strong accent, and I also know that I did not win any barista competition or. I don't have any trendy coffee friends, any tattoos or something what puts me on the world map of coffee. What I have is you, the listeners, who make this happen. The fact that you care to tune into these episodes, the fact that you take time to send me emails, Facebook messages, share these episodes, review the podcast or interact in any way makes my day and motivates me to make more of these episodes. And for that, I'm very grateful. So I would like to give a big thank you for you guys. Maybe you wonder why 25, why he didn't say this in the 20th episode or the 30th episode. In my culture, the number 25 is a very important milestone in marriage. And I do find this as a kind of marriage with you guys. So I hope I don't offend any of you, but it is something which unites us and I feel that we are together in this uh, path of improving our coffees, the path of learning more about uh, the coffee industry from all the amazing guests who take the time and come to this show. So thank you to the guests too and uh, well, enjoy this one. In this episode we are continuing having fun with Stephen Layden from Has Been. If you listen to the previous episode you already know that Has Been is one of the pioneers of specialty coffee in Europe and also one of the pioneers of coffee videos on YouTube. Not many of you know, perhaps nobody, <laughs> that in some time in the past, on a forgotten place on planet Earth known also as Slovakia, I was doing the first coffee videos in a mysterious language called Slovak. So this topic is perfect and I was happy to discuss how does it feel to make your first videos, how does it help your brand or does not help your brand, and whether it makes sense for you guys to make videos. So all these uh, you will learn in this episode, but also I ask my favorite question about starting a coffee company. What would Steven do if he wouldn't have has been? Also make sure that you visit uh, show notes to this episode because I will post Steven's first videos and videos what he does today and also my video, uh, one of my first videos and also what I do today. So you can see that progress we talk about in this podcast. Okay, so enjoy the show. You are killing it with videos. And I started also with videos. Uh, and that, that was, you know, if you start something what nobody else does, it's very hard because, as you said, you are the idiot, you know, on, on the screen. Especially YouTube was a medium which at that time did not really have any rules. You know, you just made up something and you put it out there. And then you get guys who are like, oh, this is awesome. And then you have guys who, you know, totally trash you, you know, so... Uh, I think that at the, especially at that time it needed a lot of guts to get to that, to put your face on a video and just talk about your passion, right? I think I was really good in the early days at being stupid. 
Like, I didn't care what... And, I, and to be fair, I don't particularly care now. I mean, if I did, I, I wouldn't do half the things that I do. But, um, like, I, I just... I just went, do you know what? I would watch this. And and everything that we've done with the website, so with, with all of the coffees that we have, with the brew guides, with, with the videos, you know, I just kind of go, I'd watch this. And if I'd watch it, there might be some other people out there that watch it. Um, and... and you know, the other biggest thing for me is, and, and this is no particular dig at anybody, but in the coffee industry, so many people start stuff and then six, seven, eight in go, oh, what's the, why am I bothering? You know, I'm stubborn. I ain't going to let anything go. Like I, I, anybody who knows me, like I will keep a joke going forever. Like I still call Colin the gentle giant even now because in episode two of Tampa Tantrum, he called himself a gentle giant. Like, we've no idea why he did it. But, like, that was 2009. And in 2016, I'm still ribboning for it. Like, I'm stubborn and I won't let anything die. So it's really just about perseverance with these things. And, and in coffee, we just don't persevere enough at stuff. We're always looking for the next cool thing or the next big thing or the next thing that we should do. And instead of reinventing everything, sometimes I just think, you know what, let's just do something. Um, and in my mug's been really good for that. Do you remember your first video? How, oh, geez. How did it feel oh. like to shoot it? Oh, honestly, I so I, I can tell you the exact setting and, and you can go back and watch this. I'm sure, I, I think you were saying to me earlier that you had, but like, so I was sitting in my cellar of my home, my old house, um, and I had an iMac and a built-in camera in the iMac. And I sat there and I was like, all the lights were off and like the whole family had gone to bed. And I thought, right, I can do this now. So I started recording. I can't record it. I just can't do it. So I went upstairs and I got a bottle of whiskey upstairs and I was like, I have a few chops, just have a few a couple of whiskeys and then I'll feel better. So if you actually watch it back, I am actually slurring a lot of the words because I'm I'm half <laughs> cut in that one. Um, and even then it's completely different to the ones now. Like you develop over time some kind of uh I I I I have this thing where I have an on stage personality where I'll be backstage at like WBC and I'll be just chatting to people and then all of a sudden I'll go on the stage and I'm like boom. And it changes, and it's not on purpose, but it looks just like the barista champion. Of, and, and it just, it comes on. And, and when I sit in front of the In My Mug camera now, it just comes on. It like, none of that is contrived or forced. I can't stop it. I'd like to stop it. I, I really want to stop the 382. I can't. I can't stop it now. It's just, it's a thing that when I sit in front of it, I do. Um, so, um, yeah, but that first one was painful. And I was so scared about putting it up. I was like, I can't do this. And do you know David Walsh, who works for Marco in Ireland? No. Okay, David Walsh, he's a, he's a really cool guy. He's a, he does some amazing stuff. In um, He's a scientist, but uh, got involved in coffee and ended up kind of getting so involved with coffee. He's part of the research and development for Marco Brewers in Ireland. Um, and I, I look up to Dave a lot. He's a, he's a very big hero of mine. And um, I posted the first video and he was the first comment on the on the Vimeo channel that was just like, this is amazing, Steve, keep it up. And every time I think about giving it up, now he, he's told me a few times since that I should give it up. So I'm not going to listen to him all the time. But every time I think about it, I think about that comment and somebody who found it for the first time went, you should keep this up. And we're constantly having new people come into coffee. And I want, I like to think that they're the ones saying, keep this up, Steve, keep doing this. So I just persevere with it. That's amazing. I mean, as I said, I also started with videos and I checked your your first video that I saw. What I found was the episode two of uh, uh, In My Mug. Yeah. 
But that one was a bit better. That the, number two was a bit slicker. Number one is much worse. As a guy who makes videos, I would say that hmm, <laughs> the audio is horrible. It's all dark, and suddenly you look at your the newest episode, and it's like night and day. It's yeah. like so amazing, and it's same with me, by the way. Like here is one of my first videos because I was like. People will not watch me to make coffee, which is not true, by the way. But at that time, I thought, well, I have to do something special. So I read somewhere uh, a story where a guy made um, uh, scrambled eggs with his steamer on his espresso maker. So I was like, I'm going to make this. (laughs) So I took the camera. I just put it on a uh, kitchen table. I was filming myself making this. And so I'm I'm there as a torso. You know, you don't see my face, nothing. And I'm making these uh, horrible thing you know messing up my espresso maker and pretty disgusting eggs and you can actually see that i'm in pajamas <laughs> I, I, I just realized today i was like oh my god i'm in pajamas there you know it's like some kind of pajama pants or whatever i had i don't know but you know some people said oh this is cool you know this is so different so crazy and i also had my first troll who said that you know something like Oh, this is disgusting. No wonder this guy is obese, you know. <laughs> at, at that time, it really ruined my days. Yeah. I remember yeah. how hard it was to process. Today, if you say me that on my videos or whatever, I just laugh you off and I say something funny about that. You know, I don't care. You know, you, you build up a skin. But I can see that a lot of people who want to start to make videos, you know, about coffee or they want to introduce a company or whatever, they're really scared of these trolls. How, how did you manage that? So, I mean, just before we go to that one, just on the thing about the rubbish video quality was, uh-huh. I actually got a friend who is, uh, he's, a, he's a marketer. Um, I shouldn't really be friends with a marketer because I don't like marketers, but he's a cool guy. He's a cool marketer. And he was saying, like, if you start really, really rubbish, it's really easy to make it better quite quickly. Mm-hmm. He says, so, like, just do it. Like, just do one. And that's why I did it on the iMac in front of the computer. He says, do it. If anybody watches, do another one and make it a little bit better, but not too much better. And make it a little bit better and a little bit better. And constantly invest in trying to make it better each time. Um, and play with the format and change it round and keep it kind of going until you find the right format. So up until episode 200, the format was constantly changing. I was adding things in, taking things out. It's pretty much fell into a pattern now where it's kind of like, no, I'm happy with this as a product now and as a, a you know, and putting it out there. In regards to the criticism, like I still get it now. Like I, I, I was at um I was at SCAA. Uh, last year um, for the WBC um, and I was uh, I'd just been announcing and I'm standing on the back wall and I could hear a competitor and a fairly famous roaster um, saying who is that idiot on stage he says oh you know it's, it's Steve Layton Steve Layton from Has Been uh, you know, oh the, the, the idiot who does the videos god he's annoying you know, and but that was real life criticism from actually two people I super admire in the coffee industry, like really admire. Mm-hmm. And like when it's from a troll on the internet, you kind of go, meh, you know, meh. But when it's from two people who almost heroes, you know, kind of thing, it's like, oh, um, and it still hurts now. It's it does, it really does. In and in um, but even when it's from a comment from somebody online, you know, you kind of go, okay, I'm I'm really trying my best here, guys. Like this is me. Like, I, I, I try to be on In My Mug, um, Steve Layton, because I'm really bad at being anybody else. That's the only person I'm really good at being. Exactly. Um, That's, you said it perfectly. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, when, when somebody says something, oh, what an idiot, like, they're calling me an idiot. Um, 
and that's okay. They're allowed their opinion, but I'd rather they didn't say it. Like I have opinions about lots of people, and I, you know, I may or may not like them, but like I definitely wouldn't say to them, "You're an idiot." To your face. So why does somebody feel it's okay to go on a website and go, you know, this is horrible? Don't watch it then. You really should have stopped ten seconds in. <laughs> you know, it's so. Um, yeah, I, I kind of you bounce them off as much as you can, but it does still hurt. It does still bother me. Um, you know, I want. It's a natural human thing to want everybody to like you, uh, but I know damn fine that you never achieve that. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you, and the louder you are, and um, the more you pretend to be confident, then people are less likely to like you. Yeah, you know, going back to the quality, the one big advantage about you know starting with bad and ending up with better is uh, that you can see your progress. And so many times we in, in real lives, not only, you know, in businesses and videos, we just don't track our progress. Yes. So yeah. it's very important. If I today when I realize that, you know, when I look at my first video and I go like, oh, this is really, really like a bad quality, but people enjoyed it, you know, obviously. And I look at the videos today, what I make, and I go like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. So you can see certain progress. And, you know, I think we should track progress in everything what we do. For sure. And you know what? I think if I go back, I go to the most popular time for when we were doing In My Mug, it was when they were terrible. Like, it, it, yes, we get more hits now and more views now, but that's because it, it's more, better known. Like the interaction, like episode 70 to about 150, I was getting like 20, 30 emails a week from people asking me questions and wanting me to do different things. Now, I don't get anything. Like I might get somebody on Twitter ask me something occasionally, but because it's so noisy now. Um, but also, I don't know. Sometimes I think that that less slick, less professional look can like people think that they can't approach me and talk to me almost because it's slick and it's professional. And, you know, it looks. You know, it's, it's. I think it's produced quite well now. So they think, oh, we must get loads of emails. Where back then, everybody said this idiot's got nobody talking to him. Like I'm going to talk to him because he'll he'll definitely answer. So I think there are. Big plus points for also having um, not so good quality as well. It makes it much more accessible and makes you much more accessible. I know that a lot of people, I mean, they keep asking me that, you know, we are starting a new coffee company, shall we do videos? And sometimes I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's up to uh, the person, you know, if they feel like saying something new because there's so many videos already. So what, what is your take on that? You know, shall, shall a new people start new coffee companies start making the same videos about brewing, processing, etc. So um, I think it depends on your business, first of all. So I set up a, an internet business and, and it very much is an internet business. Like that is our primary focus today. It's still our major income today is, is internet sales. So I don't have a shop front that somebody can come in and meet Steve later. Mm -hmm. So I felt that building a personable business um, was a good way of doing business. I, I buy from people, not from brands so mm -hmm. much, you know? So like, I don't have that thing where they can actually find out about the people. So videos for me were very obvious. Like it was a very obvious way to take the business and to grow it. And I was, I, I may not have showed it in the early ones, but it was something I really wanted to do. Like I really wanted to do. And now I really enjoy it. Like I, I love that element of, um, you know, kind of, reaching out to people and having that conversational kind of thing, but also getting your point across and, and all the things that you want. Um, so for me, it fit perfectly, but there are lots of people that the written word is better for. So um, take, take for instance, James Hoffman. 
James Hoffman's a really good example. You know, I don't think James particularly likes video. Like I've seen him do some, and he and he, he's a, a amazing um, uh, like public speaker. He is phenomenal. He's one of my favourite public speakers. But he wouldn't sit down and do something like in my mug, or you know, when he's done brew guides, it's always been very text and and, and image driven and not necessarily voice driven and, and him interacting with it. Um, but he's written word. He loves doing the written word. His written word is amazing. His blog, you know, he's one of the few blogs that still survives today that anybody reads. And, you know, that that's kind of his his niche, if you like. Now he dabbles in the other ones as well. Uh, but I think he, he, he'd be the first to say that's his focus because that's what he's comfortable with and that's what he likes to do. So you should do what you like to do because if you don't like it, it comes across very obviously that you don't like doing it. So in order to be successful, uh, coffee guy, you don't have to make videos, right? No, gosh, no, 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 not at all. Like, I, we we get a lot more sales than we do video views. So that that says to me, you know, that there's other ways that people are engaging with us. The videos is just one of our media channels. You know, you and, and like you know, Facebook is obviously one of the big ones as well. But you know, Twitter, Instagram, everybody accesses us differently, and we just have to make sure that we do all of the ones that we're happy to do. To interact with them you know so it's about finding the right thing for your business and your customers and the people you want to communicate with yeah um, and, and you you're right and also for you also that you feel comfortable with it because i totally agree with you that people nowadays do not buy brands they want much more because there's so much out of there there's so much it out there so they are looking for a persona behind it a story behind that product and you're doing it a great job there because you know, you you and uh, as has been and and you as a persona are connected. You know, I always think about you when I see the logo of has been. You know, do you know what? The other thing that worries me a little bit about that is uh, that's very kind of you to say, and, and 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 lots of people have said that as well. But I wonder how many people turn on the video and watch me going, "Hello, everybody, welcome to my mug episode," and they just go, oh, "God, I'm never buying from that company. That guy's a clown." Like and and as many positive reactions there'll be, there'll be negative reactions too. Um, so yes, it's a great tool for us. Yes, it's a great way of communicating. But actually, I think sometimes it could close some avenues for us. So you have to be very careful about, um, you know, of what you do. Like if you do something that's really annoying or really bad, or like it can have such a negative impact on the brand, like that. I, I don't know. It's like it, it's finding that balance and finding something that. You know, he's right. But what I said a few moments ago about like, I'm really rubbish at being anybody else. Like I could get up there and I could pretend to be really, really clever. I could read a book and I could regurgitate those facts on a video and go, oh, yes, well, you know, the extraction of this one, blah, blah, blah. But that, that would just sound so weird coming from me. And at some point the mask would slip and I'd do something stupid or silly or, you know, attract attention to myself. So, um I'm just honest. Like it really is just trying to be honest, and 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 that's the best advice I can give to anybody who is setting up a, a coffee roasting or, or any business. He's like, just do what makes you happy, and he's you, and he's honest. And if videos aren't you, stay well away from them. It doesn't sell us that much, you know. It like it sells us. It's all the other things that we do as well, um, and maybe they'll be the best Instagrammer in the world. Like I've tried to get better at Instagram recently. Something I, I I like Instagram. I think it's a great way of communicating. But um, if you may be the best Instagrammer in the world, and that's your way of selling instead of videos, 
or it could be that you're really good at Twitter or you're very good at reaching out on Facebook or a whole heap of other options and, and, and videos are definitely not the only way. Yeah, and I like what you said that, you know, it should make you happy, it should be you, you know, because I really believe that people are looking for that you inside and you know what not everybody will love you and i mean even in, in real life not everybody likes you or love you so it's okay to not have people in your life or in your business who don't like you just yeah. be peace with it and focus on the people who do like you i mean this was my big mistake that you know when we started in 2012 we started this uh you call it third wave whatever you call it you know this uh lighter roasted specialty coffee and you know we tried to push this coffee in a culture which was heavily, heavily espresso, you know, Italian brands, you know, giving the espresso makers as a, as a, you know, cell company, you know, they give you a phone and you have to be on their plan. So it was the same model, which we couldn't beat because we were just starting. We didn't have money for espresso makers to give out and stuff like that. So, you know, and I try to say my, uh, tell my truth to everyone. I try to convince everyone. And I was like, you know what, I'm wasting my energy in a wrong space because I'm trying to convince people I will not be able to convince. I should uh, spend my energy to people who actually are convinced and help them out to understand this coffee better and have more fun with it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, we have a rule, um, a rule that has been, that, like, we, we get lots of inquiries for lots of, and I'm using the inverted commas right here, opportunities. So we'll get an email every day with somebody coming with an opportunity um, mm. to sell more coffee. So, you know, we want you to white label. We're going to do a multi-roaster subscription service. Um, you know, we, we've got this cheap coffee and we want, you know, to sell it you. And like, and, and we literally, we, we, we look at these op opportunities and we go, okay, is this going to be fun? So before 2008, like if you came to us and said, uh, will you roast some coffee and put our label on it? I'd go, yeah. And I'd do it and I'd hate it. And I do every time I was doing it, I was like, I really hate doing this. Like they're telling me how they want it roasting. They mm -hmm. give, you know, like, and if anybody finds out I've roasted this, I'm going to be embarrassed and like, that's not good. And, and then one night I, I couldn't sleep. It was just going around in my head. Like this is making me really unhappy. I don't want to, I was like, well, how much is it making you, Steve? So I got up, it's like three o'clock in the morning and I worked it out and it was, you know, it was about 4,000 pound a year. It's not an insubstantial amount of money. Um, but it was a lot of work. And I thought, it's a lot of work. It's making me unhappy. Would I pay £4,000 to be happier? Okay. Yeah, because it's really difficult to find happiness. You know, that, that's not something that just happens. So it was like, okay, screw this. That's gone. And I just said, I'm really sorry. I can't do this anymore. And now when those opportunities come in, I look at them and go, will this make me happy? Now, I, I, I've got beer in my fridge. And I've got a roof over my head and there's food in my cupboard. Do I need any more money? You know, yeah, everybody could do with more money. But I'm, I'm really happy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I'm comfortable. So, like, why am I going to do things that make me unhappy? I think it's really important to, like, if you're going to do this job. Like, if I wanted to be rich, I wouldn't be a coffee roaster. Mm. I'd go and do something else that I, I didn't care about. I, I could sell boxes of stuff. And I, maybe I'd be successful at, you know, at that. But, like... It wouldn't make me happy. I did this job to make me happy. So why am I doing things within it that make me unhappy? Um, so it's just, it's just a really good rule that we have that like it's got to make us happy. It's got to fit with the brand and it's got to be something we want to do. Um, and we turn away work and we turn away money, but we are happier. 
Yeah, I agree with you. We, we also, in Green Plantation Slovakia, we don't uh, take um, the white labeling or whatever, you know, we just yeah. don't do it because a uh, it's not worth it. You know, it's it's a lot of work, as you said, and, you know, there's very little profit on it. And B, you know, I, I just don't like the idea. You know, it's like we are very proud of what we do. It's we already built our name and it's like I, I, I don't want to do that for somebody else. Sometimes what we do, for example, is that we have a restaurant and they wanted to have their own blend. So we do that and, you know, it's yeah. their own blend. And we actually mentioned that powered by Green Plantation. But they are happy about that because we are the, they are the restaurant. You know, they do great job in, you know, uh, making menu, preparing amazing food. And we are the roasters and we do a good job in our field. So for them, it's a great thing that, you know, we have the best roastery or whatever. Yeah. But that's really exciting. <laughs> but that's really exciting as a roaster to be able to work with a, a, a you know a chef to develop a blend with them. Mm-hmm. So like we we've done the same, you know, and, and some of our coffee shops that we work with, we we're different to a lot of roasters in the UK where we will do bespoke blends. Um, but for me, I find that exciting because it pushes my boundaries because they'll give me a brief and I've got to come up with something with that. So it makes me think more, um, and makes my roasting team think more. So you know, Roland's taken on a lot of those. Um, a lot of those things where he will work with the the coffee shops to develop the blends with them and stuff. So he's learning as a roaster how to do that as well. So I think it can, that's exciting, you know, putting somebody else's label on it and never seeing it again. That's not exciting. That's just work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, no fun at all. Cool. So for the people who want to do videos, uh, do you have some kind of golden tips how they can do it efficiently? The, 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 I, I'm, I'm not the person to give advice on videos because we've seen some of the messes I've made. But the one thing I will say is get a good microphone. Like I, I've got more complaints about sound than anything else. Like a good microphone. I remember to press record. There, there's two good bits of advice because I've done around about ten in my mugs that never actually got recorded because I forgot to press record. So um, yeah, no, I, listen, I, I, I am not the person to give advice. Uh, I do something that is like my interpretation of it. Um, I've seen a few people, uh, I wouldn't say rip off, but do something very, very, very similar. Um, I'm always quite flattered by that. I think that's cool. But like, if somebody wants to copy in my mug, they're very welcome to. That's that's great. Go for it. Um, but you're much better coming up with your own thing. And I, I can't really give any advice apart from, you know, just do it and, and do it how you want to do it. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it always has to be your device. It's just a, a copy. Well, I think that, you know, you you are the guy who can give advice because you are not a professional <laughs> videographer and people will, you know, uh, try to do it, you know, on their own. And you, you said the most important thing, which I agree with you, is the microphone. That's very, very important. So there, you have a tip, guys. A microphone yeah. would take yes. you a long uh, haul. I, I, I hope my microphone's turned on now. <laughs> I hope it's turned on. <laughs> I, I think it was Tampa Tantrum number seven that I flew to Ireland to record. And uh, me and Colin gave up like two, three hours recording and the microphone wasn't plugged in. So there was no sound at all. Um, and I just made a, a, a video when I found this song called It Didn't Happen. Uh, and I just played that, fast forwarded the whole video. I said, we did do it, but it didn't happen. Um but yeah, like it, it, you, you learn from your mistakes as well. And I think that's the other thing is make mistakes because it's a, definitely the best way to learn. You don't do it again. Yeah, it's 
I I do these online courses here in the United States. That's my bread maker for, you know, a coffee industry. And uh, I was filming with Willem Booth, and he's a guy who is extremely busy. He's always, you know, traveling a lot. He's doing his consultancy, and he's going to his farm and whatever, you know, you name it. And so he's very limited time to, to film and stuff. So I remember there was one day when I st- at least three or four times forgot to press record. <laughs> and the whole day was worth of nothing because, you know, if you have a course and like 50% is missing, then, yeah, good luck with the whole thing, right? Yeah. So that actually, you know, I was like, wow. So now I'm making 100% sure. Even, you know, before our interview, I was just making sure that everything is recording because that was my lesson. I did about five or six test records on this one because... Um... Uh, a tab tantrum me and me and Jen did a couple of weeks ago uh, with the, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's from the Coffee Research Institute about the coffee lexicon. Mm-hmm. Um, our microphone wasn't working here. Um, so we recorded the whole podcast uh, and she sent her recording. So her voice was perfect, but ours wasn't. Uh, and I actually flew out to Sweden the next day. We didn't find out till the next day. So I had to record all of the questions to her in mm-hmm. Sweden trying to get the tone right from trying to remember how I was asking her before. Uh, it was an absolute nightmare. It really was not fun. Um, but nobody's picked up on it. So uh, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm now going to get a flurry of emails saying, I noticed, but we <laughs> seem to pull it off. Um, but the amount of times there's a workaround, you know, you just, you, d- you do what you can. Yeah, I mean, I always take it also that, you know, especially these contents like podcast videos, we, we do it with passion, we do it for free. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. I mean, you know it, man. It takes a lot of time. Uh, and, you know, if there's a little audio mistakes here and there, well, I'm really sorry. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to listen. But I do my best, you know. Yeah. I guess no, I, I mean, I, I do three podcasts a week. Oh, man. Um, you know, and, it, and it, it, it's it's a chunk of work. So I do a beer podcast that nobody knows about with Roland, my roaster. Um, no, like, nobody listens and nobody follows us. But I will. Just, <laughs> well, it's... It, I, I'll plug it here. So it's uh, S-A-R-B-P.com. So it's Steve and Roland's beer podcast.com, but initials. Um, and we just do it for fun. And it's like me and Roland, we get together and we get a chance to bounce off each other because we don't get so much time to talk to each other during the working day. And I'd never say it to his face, but I kind of love the guy. So um, it's... It, it's kind of a nice time and it's nothing to do with coffee. So I can absolutely rip a beer to a part and go, you know, like, cause within my mug, people say, well, why is it always so positive? Well, I've already bought the coffees by that point. I don't buy stuff I don't like, so it's, I'm always going to like it. Whereas the beer one, I can be a bit nastier. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the tamper tantrum and then the, the, there's in my mug as well. So it's, it's a lot of recording and people sometimes do forget that I do it for free. You don't have to watch. I'm never forcing anybody to sit down and watch them. Um, so, you know, kind of, if you don't like it, that's a real shame. I'll try and improve, but don't be mean. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, We're doing it from love, so please, love us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're just doing it so you'll listen to our voices. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Let me move on from the videos and podcasts. And, you know, this is a question which I get a lot of times, and I like to ask uh, the, the, the guests because... You know, you, you guys usually did it. I mean, there's one or two startups we had on, on the show, but most of the guys did it. So let's put you back in your seat when you were, let's say, just starting now. 
So let, let, let me shoot you a few questions like about your business, what would you would hypothetically start today. Let's say you don't have has been, nothing happened, and today you have to start a coffee business. Uh, what would it look like? What kind of portfolio will you buy? And what kind of coffee business it will be, would be? Oh, this is going to sound like a terrible answer. Um, but like, honestly, and I mean this really sincerely, I would not change a single element of what we do. I love what we do. Like, I'm really proud of what we do. Uh, I love the way that we work with producers. I love the way that we work with our customers. Like, yeah, sure, we can get better. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying we're perfect in any way, but like, I think I do exactly the same. Like, I, 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 I like what we do. Like, so you would start with Alpen Ross? Yes. Yeah. Like, because all of the mistakes I made on that Alpen Ross, like, helped me when I got to an Ambex. That helped me get to when I got to my G60. So like. All of these things are there for a reason. Like everything happens. Like if if I hadn't have got that Alpenrost, you know, would I have gone to the next level? I might have just carried on with the coffee shop and just had some coffee shops. Like the, everything that happened to me happened for a reason. Like and it, it shaped the way that has been was. Even the terrible mistakes that we made, like it shaped the way that we ended up being now. And I, I, I wouldn't really want to change it. Like... You know, even the mistakes, even the mistakes were a good thing. Like it, I learned from them. Um, so no, I don't think I would have changed any of it at all. Okay. So how would you, or how did you get your first customer? <sighs> uh, somebody who came in the coffee shop. Um, so they were another coffee shop in town and they asked if we would roast for them. Uh, and I went, I never even thought about it. Like I, I honestly, I never thought another coffee shop would buy from a coffee shop. But I went, yeah, okay. So that was how we got our first one. So that's what we do. You would do again. Um, because remember, now you're having a new company. Yeah, as a new company, I think I'd try and target somebody I really wanted. So I've I've, I've never chased a customer ever. Um, like I, we've never act- actively gone and said you should buy our coffee. We've never knocked on a door and said you should buy our coffee. It's always been by inquiry to us, uh, apart from one. And uh, WBC was coming to London in 2010 and we had no customers in London, uh, partly because Square Mile owned that space um, and, and still do, you know, and quite rightly so. They're an amazing roastery that have amazing coffees. And, uh, you know, if I was in London, I'd buy from Square Mile too uh, because they're local and, you know, it's very easy to go and get coffee from them and having them on the doorstep is a good thing. But we felt that we needed somebody with all of our international friends coming to, to London. I needed somewhere that they could try our coffee. So I went to Fernandes and Wells, um, which is a very famous coffee shop. They've got four, coffee, five coffee shops now, it might be, I think, in London. But back then there were three. Um, but it was my favourite coffee shop in London. But I didn't like the coffee. Um, and, and it wasn't Square Mile either, so like, just for clarity. Um, so I approached uh, George and I said, George, I never do this, but please let me sell you coffee. Like, please, please let me sell you coffee. Um, and like, we did it super cheap to start off with because I don't think he trusted me. And I said, look, just try it. If at the end of the time, after the WBC, you don't like it, like we'll come to some agreement and we'll write, we'll write some coffee off. Like we'll just, we'll just say, you know, that was an experiment that didn't work. And um, like, it, it was fantastic for us because all of a sudden our coffee was being presented in a shop that I was very proud for it to be presented. It was presented very well. And I think that really helped our, our brand. So if I was starting out as a roastery at the start, I would try and find a shop that 
I loved, but I didn't like the coffee. And I'd be respectful to other roasters as well. So, you know, like if that had been a Square Mile account or a Monmouth account or um, a nude account or something like that in London, I would have stayed well away from it. You know, I just wouldn't have touched it. But it was a roastery that I kind of felt didn't deserve to have a shop so good. Um, so I just went up and did it. And um, that that was that was a big thing for me. So if I was starting off again, find the, the most amazing shop that you want to supply and, and try and find a way of getting in the door. And stay away, stay away from the uh, your friends' shops. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, that, that is bad karma. Like, you know, I, I've like if one of our customer phones up another roaster in the UK, I normally get a phone call saying, "Do you know one of your customers has phoned us about coffee?" And I'm, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, no, listen, sell to them. Like, we, we, you know, we don't own them, of course. Um, but you know, we may start a conversation with it. Is everything okay? Do we need to do something better? And vice versa." Like there's there's no need stealing from each other. There's a much bigger market out there of people selling much worse worse coffee that we should aim to improve than trying to take from each other. Like that's really not cool. I'll like this this part of the recording I frame or whatever you do with the recordings and send it to my uh, friends in Slovakia roasters. Yeah, no, do you know what we are so lucky in the UK? Like all of the roasters in the UK, I, I'm I'm very happy to say my friends. Like I don't have any like i quite often swap coffee with people we'll pick up the phone to each other like i'll see them at events and like get bigger like you know james in the net square mile again is an example two of my most loveliest friends in coffee like i i love them both dearly um uh and, and anita at monmouth like i owe her a massive amount like she was so helpful to me when i first started like and still is today i know if i picked up the phone to anita and wanted to have a chat with her she would pick up the phone and talk to me Peter James at James Gourmet, another great friend. Like I love Peter. Um, so like it, you know, dear Green in Glasgow. Um, you know, all these people, Avenue G, good friends, like good people, people who I get on with and I like. So um, yeah, like you, you, we shouldn't try and steal from each other. That's just not cool. Yeah, it's uh, very similar. Um, is the environment here in the Bay Area in San Francisco Bay Area, but in some parts of the world, it's not. True, which, which makes me kind of sad. Yeah, uh, and the stealing each other's ideas is kind of like come on, which you know. Uh, anyhow, do you know, do you know what I, the ideas thing? I, I really don't have a problem with. I think mm. once you, once you do something, like you you give it to the world, like you're allowed to do what the heck you want with it after that. Um, you know, we didn't invent. You know, so somebody probably did it somewhere else. Like the whole thing with the EK forty three. Everybody said, "Oh, Matt Perger used the EK forty there was guys in Canada doing that way before. We were doing it in 3FE before the WBC. Like, Matt didn't invent that. He saw something being used and thought, that's a good idea, and put it on a stage where everybody went, oh, that's a good idea. You know? Um, does that make Matt a bad person for taking that idea and, and running with it? Not at all. Like, it was an idea that was free and out there, and you are very welcome to them all. Um you know, we don't invent this stuff. In, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't yeah. mean, I mean... No, I know. No, I know. I know, I know exactly what you meant. Like, people... Like, particularly like people taking customers from each other and being uber competitive I don't like at all but I think ideas like you know I say I've seen people do in my mugs and it really is in my mug just calling my cup but um, you know or, or like it may as well be and um, I'm really happy with that it's like I actually find it quite flattering that somebody thinks it's good enough to do so cool alright I'll stop here because this is already a lot of content so thank you so much for <laughs> this part but you know what we have a responsibility because we have listeners who ask questions 
uh, on our okay. Facebook group, coffees.me. I saw. Yeah, shall we, should, should we do that? Sure, go for it, yeah. That would be awesome. Did you have fun? As you could hear from my voice, I had plenty of fun, and in the next episode, the fun continues too. Steven and I will answer your questions, ask via our Facebook group, coffeeis.me. If you want to join our uh, Facebook group, the easiest way is go to coffeeis.me website. On the top menu, you have community. You click on that, you apply, and I will most likely approve you. Now, I approve everyone. I approve almost everyone in one or two cases. When I know there are spammers, I will not approve. In the Facebook group now, we have another administrator. His name is Michel Broad. He's a dude from Sweden. So we are protecting from all kind of time zones against spammers. So no worries. Join us. It's really fun. So tune in to the next episode with Steven answering your questions. And man, we had fun. You will see, I promise. Okay, cheers. Until next time. Bye.